Welcome to EQ2 LFG, the unofficial EverQuest 2 podcast where we take a look at the world of Norath from the player's perspective. News and updates, strats and secrets, bugs and bonuses. It's all right here, right now. Thank you for joining us at the pilot episode of EQ2 LFG. I'm your hostess, Trin, and I'm joined today by Marina. Hello! We are players of EQ2 on the Majduel server. Um, I personally started playing MMOs in 2005 after the EQ2 launch. I've played some other MMOs online, World of Warcraft a little bit, Star Wars The Old Republic, Guild Wars 2, Rift, a few more. I can't really remember all of them, but I've always come home to Norath. That's my home. Marina, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, I started playing online games when BBS first started becoming popular with um, online MUDs. And then EverQuest 1 um, in 1999, I fell in love with that. And like Trin, I've, I've explored in other games, but I always keep coming right back to Norath because it just offers so much more than any of the other games combined. All right. Let's get into our first topic. We've had some feedback as we were putting this show together, and a lot of people wanted to know, what is this new thing, Infusers? Now, Kunark Ascending is not the beginning of Infusers for gear, and we're going to explain a little bit about Infusers, go into the different types, how to use them, what they are. And so we've kind of made this little Infusers for Dummies, um, mostly in regards to Kunark Ascending. Now, Infusers came out in the last expansion and alongside of the deities. So we had your your deity window with some deity aspects. We're not going to go through the deity points today. We'll do that in a later episode. But we are going to talk about Infusers and their relationship to the deity. Now, Marina, why don't you tell us about the different stats? There are four stats that you can bump up on your gear you can upgrade your potency, your crit bonus, your stamina, and your ability modifier. So when you look at your gear, you'll see next to the potency or the crit bonus or the stamina or the ability modifier, you'll see a number there, and you might see another number that's kind of grayed out, and that's what the modifier is adding to your gear. So you have an old number and a new number. Right. It's a little confusing when you first look at this because you're like, oh, my God, what is this all about? There's so much math. Yes, there's math. so much math. I hate math. Yeah. What if one of those stats aren't on your gear? You cannot use an infuser to modify that stat. You can only modify the stats that are on your gear already. So if you have a piece of gear that has no ability modifier on it, you cannot use an ability modifier infuser. It won't work. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. There are three different pools, we will say, for infusion. You have your deity, you have your physical, and you have your bonus. That's how they're broken down. The deity one specifically costs plat, and that's when you open your deity window and you move over. There's two little buttons at the top. You can drag and drop gear into that, and then you can just press the big center button, and it'll charge you plat for upgrades. Now, this is not 100% of the time an upgrade. This is very random. It's expensive as you get higher, so you want to be very careful not to just put some trash loot in there, something that you know that you'll be keeping for a long time. Another way uh, for Deity is if you go to your local city merchant, the loyalty merchant specifically, you can purchase with loyalty tokens, loyalty infusers, that can be used in that deity window to do upgrades. The one little caveat to that deity window is it is random. So you don't get to pick which stat. You don't get to pick potency or stamina. You just, you're just you just paying money and you're 
upgrading, but you don't know which stat you're upgrading. Right. Now, one of the things I would caution people who are starting this infusion process, if you're using the actual physical infusers, do not have any plat in your inventory because the minute you start clicking and you click and you start wildly click, 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 click to upgrade your infusers or upgrade your equipment, all of a sudden you're out of that infuser and you start using plat. And I know people that have gone through several thousand plat inadvertently upgrading their equipment this way, not wanting to. You can go through plat very fast with yes. that deep window. Very fast. Yes. And another helpful note is infusions are permanent. They're not reversible. You can't get your money back. So once you do it, it's done. You've upgraded that equipment. If it's a piece of equipment that you didn't necessarily want to spend that much money on or you think you're going to replace it, you, you have to be careful not to put it in that window. You have to be careful not to use infusions on it. You're not getting them back. Right. A lot of people will wait until they get a nice piece of legendary or like nice piece of fable gear that's best in slot before they start bumping up the stats. Which is a good idea. You, you really want to wait until you know you're going to keep that piece around for a while before you're spending money on it unless you have a lot of money to spend but i'm not that rich (laughs) not me yes that was the deity pool we also have the physical pool now the physical pool is basically infusers so infusers come from drops so like quest rewards a lot of times those solo quests you'll get infusers for them you can get them from chests you can get them from the key quests when you do those key quests, which is going to be a whole nother podcast episode, we're going to go into key quests and also the new burnt key, but that's a different episode. Once you, you finish your key quests, you open your keys and you go find the chest. Most of the time, the incarnadine chests will give you the infuser drop. So those are another way. And then you've got the ones that you craft. Marina, do you have the crafting book? I have the crafting book. Every artisan can get the crafting book. And you can make the standard infusers, the lowest tier infusers that crafters make. The provisioners make them for far less cost. When you salvage material, starting with the Terrors of the Lumber moving forward, you get these fragments that can be used to make the infusers. And provisioners got a bump in that it doesn't take as many fragments to make an infusion as it does a regular crafter. I believe it's 20 fragments to make one infusion as an artisan. There are master crafted infusers that the crafters can make that are 100% guaranteed to work, but they're expending. But you get a 100% bump every time you use one of the master crafted ones. Is that all? Also only but by the provisioners? I believe so. Okay. So then I believe that one's called the Bloody Tooth Mastercrafted Infusers. And they actually need a special component. I believe they need the, um, with that weed, whatever that, the the, plow, the, the leaf or something. <laughs> the, shade weave, the shade weave leaf. I believe. Yes. This has been a painful expansion for me in that I've had to level up two crafters from, you know, level 5 or 9 to 100 because I wanted the cloak because that's another story. The mm-hmm. cloak is really nice. So yeah, the, uh, my artisans, both of my artisans that are 100 in, in the Kunark Ascending, they can make the regular, the standard infusions, but it takes 20 of the fragments to make one. And you so. don't need any special uh, skills for that other than being a level 100 artisan, correct? Correct. Okay, so you don't need to be like an adorner or a transmuter or any of those things. You only need to be a level 100. So if you had a couple of tunes laying around who were alts, but you had them level 100, but they hadn't gone through any of the expansions or you hadn't really worked on them, what you could do is you could go to your your main tune who's finished the twerk timeline who has 30,000 faction with the Bloody Teeth clan. You could buy those books and they, I believe they're either tradable or heirloom. 
They're definitely at They're least heirloom. at least heirloom, yeah. And then you could put them in your shared bank and give them to one of your alts, and your alts could start making things as well for themselves. If you ha- hadn't gone through that yet with them, or the, those expansions yet with them, they could still have those books. So they are heirloom in that way. I think that's one of the nicest things they did for crafters, So they, unless you really wanted to. Um, you don't have to go through the entire crafting timelines now with all of your various alts to get the recipe books if you don't want to. You can just have one person go through it, pick up the books for your other crafters. Yes. The only time you do need to do it is to get the recipe for the purple runes, which are going to be another episode that we'll do in the future as well, because that's a whole other math problem that we'll try to break down for you. So we're going to go back to the physical pool. We already went over the fact that you get them from drops. So quest rewards or the key quest chests, and then pick up that material salvaged skyfire infuser fragments you pick up those fragments from basically salvaging any kind of gear that is salvageable once you get 10 or 20 or depending on what the recipe calls for you could make the standard infusers now different tiers give you different salvage material which will make different infusers and they're really easy you have standard for your trash legendary gear basically breaks down into the advanced and then obviously your raid gear is going to be your epic right and they all have different chances for success obviously the epic would be 100 percent every time you use it it's going to be a 100 percent chance to upgrade your gear yes and another major difference in these infusers is that they have caps so your standard infuser can stamina just for an example If you're trying to increase your stamina on a piece of gear and you use the standard infusers, the cap for that is 112. You can only add 112. If you use the advanced infuser, your cap is 225. And if you use the epic infuser, it's 506. So it's better to start with the smaller ones, maximize those, max those out, and then move on to the bigger infuser because they do work together, but at the same time, they have their own their own little pool. If you use the Epic Infuser on a piece of gear before you use your standard infuser, the standard infuser is just wasted. Correct. So build your layers. It's kind of like a layer cake, a layer at a time. Yes. So we went over the deity, we went over the physical, and then the bonus. Now the bonuses come from signature lines or for from participating in the beta. And you get these very special infusers, which infuse not just one, but all four of the stats all at once. And they have they do it in kind of a one shot. You want to be very careful. I would hoard these until you get best in slot and use those only when you get best in slot because you can only get them once and once they're gone, they're gone. Right. Now, something that I wanted to talk to everybody about was stack failures. Now, this is something that I was not aware of until I started watching my windows and it would say, oh, you failed, oh, you failed, oh, you failed. Back to the physical pool with the actual infusers themselves. If you have a low tier infuser and you use it and it fails, that's okay because what it's doing is it's building up failures, and then once you get it a success, it's going to be slightly more powerful. So anytime your infusion fails, the next successful infusion of that same type will be more powerful. So you want to start using lower tiered infusions to sort of build up a stack of failures and then use a high tier for the success. You're just trying to give yourself a little bit of a bump before you use the next tier. Yes. 
Because a lot of times you'll just continue to use those low tier ones. And if they're failures, you're just kind of wasting them. This is a way to maximize them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you want to do that. You want to get to the point where you failed and failed and failed and failed, but you're you're building up a little bit of an excess there. And so that when you get the next successful infusion, you've got bigger, it would have been normally, but it does cap. Yes. All right. Some other helpful notes is that there is no interaction between infusions and adornments. So if you have adornments that say add to your crit bonus, they're not affecting the amount that you have infused. They don't work together. They don't interact at all together. Together. Adornments and infusions are separate. I believe that the adornments only work on the base right. stat. So they're not going to feed off of each other. They're both independent stats. Yes. And the other part was uh, if you go to take your gear to the reforger and you're trying to reforge some stats, if you have infused more stats, you cannot reforge those out. So if you put a whole bunch of infusion into ability modifier and then you want to pull some ability modifier out of that piece of gear, you won't be able to touch anything that's been infused into it. You just can't reforge it out. Yeah, and it'll tell you you can only use this much. It won't go beyond that point of what the base stat was. That took me a while to figure out because before I I found out about some of these really nice guides out there and stuff and I'm infusing and I'm going and reforging and it's a never-ending cycle, you know, infusing, reforging, infusing, reforging. And I'm trying to figure out, well, I've got all this ability mod here and I don't need this much ability mod, but yet I'm not being allowed to use the full pool of what I thought I was able to use. And so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to, what the heck is going on here? You know, I can't touch this amount and I should be able to. And then I found out that no, it's only off of the base stat. It's not off of the entire stat, the combined stat. Yeah, which is where the layers come in as well. You definitely want to layer it. You want to maximize those layers, but remember that anything that you've added on in those layers can't be touched. Right. I think that's the confusing point when you're looking at your stats and you're looking at reforging and you've infused and you don't quite understand what's going on. I think that's the confusing factor there is that you've bumped the stats up, but you can't use that portion that you bumped. So for anybody who's listening who wants a little bit more of a visual on these, uh, in the show notes, I will link some credits. We have to give credit to ek2library.com. They have been really great. They have a really good outline and explanation. And then kenofo.com in his ek2 beta, he's got a whole guide for infusions and he lays it out. Uh, It's a lot of information. So we were trying to just condense it and give you guys like a little verbalization of it, let you know some of the basics and some things to watch out for. If don't jump in head first, you definitely want to know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to waste a lot and you'll spend a lot of money. So try to do it a little smarter instead of harder. And for the next episode, we're going to go into the new purple adornments from the Canuck Ascending. And those purple adornments, the new purple adornments and the way they work, is going to completely blow anything you thought about purple adornments out of the water. That's another little bit of a learning curve that if you're not right up on top of it, you're, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll also get into the key quests and the new, the brand new burnt key. I was very fortunate to get a chance to have looted one and gone through the whole zone. But I'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. So everybody, thanks for stopping by and we'll see you next time. See ya.